To the Real Mama Pod. I'm your host, Devin. And I'm your host, Kendra. We are real moms. Sharing real experiences. The, the things people don't tell you. Hey, Mama, hey. Hey, Mama, hey. How you doing, friend? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. If this is your first time listening, I'm your host, Devin. And I'm your host, Kendra. Welcome to the Real Mama Pod. Welcome. We As have- you all can see, we have two guests. Who are they? <laughs> So, (laughs) we have Demetrius and Jamesia Grigsby. Mm -hmm. Demetrius is my first cousin, and Jamesia is also my cousin (laughs) through marriage, but we all went to FAMU together. Yeah, she's my Neo, we the Reds. Right. (laughs) So, (laughs) it's a lot of intermingling here. Um, But yes, Dee and Jamisi are here to talk about something really cool that they're doing. Yeah. And we're both excited to talk about where this process has gone, where it's going, and just how proud we are of them and, and, you know, where their business is going to take them. So, I will let Dee and Jamisia share what that is but first we have to talk about y'all being parents Mm so (laughs) briefly briefly tell us about your journey to parenthood all right so so yeah we had a interesting journey to parenthood um we were married in 2015 and at the time I was still in school so we knew we wanted to wait uh, to have kids for a little bit so 2018 we decided that we wanted to go ahead and start trying uh I would say I Started trying in May, and I was pregnant in June. Um, so it was very fast, unexpectedly. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> so we were excited. Um, and then I think when I was around maybe six weeks, um, I had an episode of cramping and spotting. Um, and so I just felt like something wasn't right. Um, so I contacted my doctor. They pretty much gave me the runaround, said, you know, it's normal. You know, just watch it, see what happens. Um, And it was continuing for maybe a week or so. So I took myself to the hospital, to the ED. Um, They wouldn't give me an ultrasound, but they did take my blood work to see what my my hormone levels were. They told me to come back for a recheck in two days to see, to make sure it was doubling. I did all that. These people never called me back. Like they never called me back to give me the results for the test. Hmm. Um, Luckily for me, I work at the hospital, so I was able to look at my own chart (laughs) and get the information. But, you know, had I not done that, I would have had no idea of, you know, what was going on. And they never did call. I ended up seeing a black OB one day in the lunchroom um, who is an amazing doctor. And I pretty much pulled up on her and was like, hey, (laughs) this is what's happening. Nobody is telling me anything. Like, I need to know what's going on. And within an hour, she had an appointment for me the next day. Um, so, again, mm-hmm. examples of us as black women having to self-advocate, you mm-hmm. know, when we know something is not right. So, long story short, long story short, we ended up having an ectopic yeah. um, for our first pregnancy. So, definitely unexpected, but, you know, we pushed through. And, I mean, by the grace of God, what, four months later, 
we were pregnant again with our first daughter, Nia, and that pregnancy went without a hitch, no complications. And then three years later, we had our second daughter, who is now seven months almost. So, yeah, so we had an interesting journey. Yeah. Happy to be amongst the number. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Um, Sorry about your ectopic pregnancy. Yeah. It happens more often than we think, you know, mm-hmm. as, as we know. It's, yeah. it's more common, you know, than what we think it is. At the time, I didn't know anybody who had gone through that experience. So it was a little bit different. Um, so, you know, I know you shared mm-hmm. your journey, and, you know, it's it's something that happens. But, you know, there is a light afterwards, and you can still have successful pregnancies, as mm-hmm. I have had two of them after that. So, you know, there is a rainbow at the end of that. Of there that is the light. Mm-hmm. There is the light. You were the first ectopic that I ever heard of. I was so. the first one I ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> I, literally, I had no idea what that was. I had never heard of it, so it was new to me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but I've, I'm, well, a lot more versed in it now. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah, yeah. Not a problem. D, anything you want to add? I mean, just as a father, um, the first one was, it was like I was checking on her, like, every single day. Mm -hmm. The second one, same thing, um, just making sure that she was okay. And, uh, because, I mean, I don't know what she has to go through Mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know what I have to do. Mm-hmm. But I don't know the weight that she carries, and uh, I just wanted to make sure that she was okay in each pregnancy. I'm pretty sure I got on her nerves, <laughs> but I'm cool with that because <laughs> I mean, if I got on her nerves, that means I was doing what I was supposed to do, right? Um, in my mind, and we've delivered two beautiful kids. I love my girls; uh, they're the world to me. Um, you know, sometimes they, you know, they work my nerves a little bit. I'm going to lie. As all kids, they <laughs> yeah. work their parents' nerves. <laughs> but just being a girl dad is, man, you got to, I got a string on my heart. Oh, um, yeah. And they tuck. They, they, they know exactly what to do. Like, even, even the youngest one, like, she knows exactly how to get me, and it's like, you know. I hold her for you know twenty thirty minutes while I'm trying to do stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm good with my left hand now. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, like I got a strong wife, and I really appreciate everything that she does. And mm-hmm. um, that first episode kind of made me what I consider to be a man. Mm-hmm. Look at you being sweet, cuz. Don't make us cry on the <laughs> That was really sweet. Okay, Allure Beauty. Yes. Let's talk about it. What made y'all want to get into the hair industry? You're a pharmacist, accountant. Like, <laughs> how, how did we get to hair? Let me tell this story. Okay, tell it. All right, so we moved. So, like, if anybody knows Jacksonville, like, it's, it's big. Mm-hmm. So, we moved outside of the perimeter. And where we at now, where we're recording, um, it's like a 20-minute drive to get to the hair store. Mm. Not even 20 minutes. So 20 minutes is a good day. No traffic, Mm -hmm. right? But with traffic, 30, 45. Man. Yeah. It's like Atlanta. So Atlanta got hair stores on their block, though. (laughs) Yeah, but we we ain't got hair stores on their block. So, like, one day we were – 
driving. I think we were going to pick up the girls. She was like, man, I need a hair store. Cause she got tired of going to we going off Mockery from Myrtle, like over by your grandma's house. If you stopped by your grandma's house, you went off of Mockery from Myrtle. I mean, if I was in that area. If you were in that area, <laughs> yeah. or you were off of Dunn. I would, I, yeah, Dunn Avenue typically, or like LA Okay, yeah. yeah. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but in a sense, I mean, you know, 30, 45 minutes just mm-hmm. to get some hair. Mm-hmm. And she was like, we need a hair store. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, like, let's do it. And she did the research, and when she did the research, found the, the appropriate people to consult with mm-hmm. about this hair store. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm all in. And Yeah, I, I would definitely say, yes, moving to this side of town, I needed a hair store because I go to the beauty supply store quite a bit. Um, and it was just inconvenient for me to have to drive across town to get the things that I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but more importantly, when we think about the history of beauty supply stores, and I'm sure you all have been in plenty, you know, over the span of your life, that experience has never been one that's memorable, I would say, for good reasons, mm-hmm. typically. You know, the service is typically not up to par. They really don't have a, a personal understanding of our hair, our hair products, and it's more so our culture being just sold back to us. And so for me, I felt like this would be a really good opportunity for us to, A, have a convenient hair store in our area, but really mm-hmm. create an experience for women, for black women, where they can come, feel celebrated, have a much more elevated luxury experience, a shopping experience that we deserve mm-hmm. because we spend so much money, mm-hmm. so much money on our hair, our hair care products. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just think it's time for us to create a shift in that industry. It's been, you know, dominated by people who don't look like us for as long yes. as I can remember. Um, and so, yeah, I think right now it's really important for us to shift that narrative and get some ownership and be more than consumers. And so mm-hmm. Allure Beauty Supply is here to fill that void. Love it. I support that 100%. Absolutely. I do. So as you were doing your research and as you all were developing your business, like what challenges have y'all faced while tapping into this industry? Well, Devin made a good point. I'm a pharmacist and my (laughs) husband is an accountant. So no idea of how to start a business, especially in an industry where it's so hard to break into if you are not of a particular persuasion. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, A, just really learning how to establish the business um, was something that we had to kind of navigate through. And we hired a consultant um, to help us with that. Um, And really just being able to establish the necessary relationships with vendors. I would say that's probably Mm. been the biggest um, hurdle so far because a lot of times if you are a minority store owner, the key accounts for the hair brands that we all love and know, we're denied access to those accounts. And so then we have to go to third parties to try to purchase these items. Can you explain a little bit more what that denied access? Yeah, so um, you, in order to sell hair and hair products, you have to create accounts with the vendors who create those uh, those hair products. And so you basically submit an application, you give them information about your store, and then they come back and say, sure, we'll, we'll partner with you, or no, we're not going to give you this account. Um, and so for a lot of the major hair brands, um, you know, if you're not connected, those accounts are denied. Mm-hmm. Oh, so wow. and, and you can't purchase the items directly from that vendor. You have to find a third-party wholesaler mm. who is, you know, obviously have, they have to get their cut as well. So now you're paying more money for these products in comparison to your competitor who's getting them for a much lower rate. 
So wow. yeah, it's yeah, it's a whole <laughs> a whole thing. Um, so we're working to overcome that, and you know, ultimately we'll do what we have to do because we want to have the products that people want. Mm-hmm. Um, but just having people understand that sometimes, you know, I think black-owned businesses get a bad rap for having higher pricing, but that may offer some insight, you know, as to why. Mm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I would have never known that. And it makes you kind of question a few things. If you are the gatekeeper, you're gonna you're gonna gatekeep. So <laughs> it's 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 difficult, but you know we're navigating through it though. Let's know if we need Let to us strap our boots on. <laughs> and who we need to email, right? Because you know I'm good for sending a nice little <laughs> right email. something in writing. I, I don't think it's an email. I think it's really letting people know where your business is, mm-hmm. and that's why it's so important to. Being able to keep um, really good financials mm-hmm. because I, that's that's the issue with a lot of our businesses is we have great ideas, mm-hmm. but we don't have the financial information to show like what we've actually done. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about small business, it's like the NFL, especially like for Black folks. Mm-hmm. You know, NFL. Um, it's about what have you done for me lately? And when you look at black businesses, it's always what have you done for me lately? You've got to um, show a level of consistency. Mm-hmm. One year is not consistent. Mm-hmm. Two years is not consistent. Three years is not consistent. We have to exceed um, the par every single year. So in order to do that, you have to have strong financials to show that you've exceeded the, that particular par, mm-hmm. right? And, and that dives deeper than just, the, like, the financial statements, your pricing. And like um, my wife said, like, yeah, our pricing is a little higher because we have barriers to entries. Yeah, like, we can't get those big brands, like, right away. Mm-hmm. So we have to charge higher prices because we have to go through third parties. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so it's it's about providing that level of consistency over time. And that consistency is not um, it's not necessarily always based on your price. It's, mm. it's based on how many people are coming in there. How many people like your store? You know, if people are buying that, people are going to invest in that. Mm -hmm. And what separates you from the competition? Yeah. Yeah. Those are good points. Good information to share out because those are a lot of lingering questions that folks in our community have because of just the way the world works. Yeah. And I will add that that is another point of, I guess, barriers for entry as far as gaining those accounts, not having an established rapport mm-hmm. or having no proof that you can sell items. And so mm-hmm. you do have to, on top of, you know, being a minority, you also have to prove that, you know, you can have longevity and that, you know, it's worth it for them to even give you their product. So that is another portion of it um, right. outside of the minority part, just not having anything to stand on to show that, you know, you'd be a good partner. So Yeah. And I've been doing like accounting for 10 years. <coughs> well, not even 10 years now. What <laughs> 20 2023 <laughs> oh, I've been doing it for more than like I've been doing it for 11 plus years now mm-hmm. and 
it's still hard for us. Mm-hmm. And we have to consistently um, prove that we're above par. Mm-hmm. We don't get the opportunity to fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we fail, we fail. Anybody else, if they fail, they got another chance, like Mario. Mm-hmm. No, we don't Mario. We don't get that chance. No, for real. Uh, Mario. Straight Super up, Mario. Like Super Mario, like a video game. Like they get they get extra lives. lives. We start out with no lives. Gotcha. We don't we don't get that chance. Yeah. You know, so we have to we have to be better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. We have to understand the dynamics of that particular industry better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Because if we fall, we fall hard. Yeah. And we don't we don't get that chance. That's good. Okay, so as a couple in business, right? Because Jerry and I struggle a lot too. <laughs> so what are some rewards as being a couple in business together? And then how do y'all handle conflict when there is an issue? Because I know that there are issues. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Business is a funny thing, <laughs> especially when you're doing it with your partner. Mm. Um, I would say rewards are we get to build this legacy together, and it, I think it's brought us closer um, as husband and wife because it's something that's really important for us as far as leaving generational wealth for our daughters and for our families. And so I think us working together uh, to make that happen has, I think, strengthened our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get to spend a lot of time together, <laughs> which a I guess would be good and bad. <laughs> but we spend a lot of time together, so um, we never really have an issue there. Um, challenges? What would you say? I think maybe they're spending too much time together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I when I married you, like when I asked you to marry me, like I, you know, I was cool. Like if we had to be together twenty four seven. I was cool with that. Well, I'll say. When I say spending too much time, I mean, I think because we work at home Mm -hmm. and then we're also working on stuff for our store at home, it's hard sometimes to, like, turn that switch off Mm -hmm. from working on things because there's always something Something. that we have to be doing. And so I think trying to be intentional about turning that switch off and just being husband and wife probably would probably be the biggest challenge, just Mm -hmm. making sure that we're doing that and not solely focusing on our businesses and our work life and our children. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think we handle conflict pretty well. (laughs) Um, I think both of us are um, very intentional about how we speak to each other. So I know if I'm upset, just like give me a minute and then we'll kind of come back and revisit. And I think he's the same way. Um, And it will tip I'm a little meaner. (laughs) I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm a little meaner. And like if I if I feel a certain way, I I will let her know that. But I've I've worked on myself. Mm, okay. I've worked on myself. Is that the camera? Which camera? I'm <laughs> that one. I have worked on myself. You know, because I can be mean. The Capricorn. Mean, but you know, she she's patient with me, and um, I think the biggest thing is I know that when she tells me something. It's not out of a sense of um, she's trying to undercut me. Mm-hmm. And when I tell her something, I'm not trying to make her feel like lower than what she is. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, whatever decision that I make, I got to make sure that her and my two babies, 
they benefit mm. from it. If they don't benefit from it, then it's not a good decision. Mm. So, like, and if she can't weigh in that decision, it's not a good decision. Mm-hmm. So, but I have to work on me <laughs> because my patience is very, very thin, and she's worked with me, and I love you. Well, in other words, don't take things personal. <laughs> and we leave business with business, yeah. and we try our best to separate the two, business and personal. Yeah, yeah. That's good. It sounds like y'all got a, a good system. So, obviously, you have shared that you have daughters. Do you all aspire for them to carry on this family business or essentially do what they want to do? Or do what they want to do and carry on the family business. Yeah, I would prefer they do both. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I definitely want my daughters to explore life and do whatever it is that's going to make them happy as women, as individuals. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yes, obviously I'm doing all this work, so I would want for this to stay, you know, within our family, even if they're just running it, you know, from the sidelines. I I definitely would want it to be something that that they, they continue to carry that torch for. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. No, look, they got equity in the business. So, at the end of the day, y'all own it. I mean, I don't want y'all to sell it. But y'all can come down and say, Nia, Naja, if y'all looking at this episode later, look, y'all own this business. And I want y'all to be able to uh, have say-so in, you know, where the business goes. You support uh, me them. and your mother want that, and uh, yeah, like just I'm gonna I'm gonna teach y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we support y'all. them and we support y'all. Thank you. We we support y'all. Yeah. We appreciate it. So, do we have any more? We have the question is when is Allura Beauty opening its doors? That's the million dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Well, soon you know, and very soon. Yeah, soon and very soon. Okay. Um, you know, we don't have an exact date right now, just with the way things go. We have learned as we've gone up this learning curve that we can have our timeline, but you know, there are other powers that be that also have to mm-hmm. you know, everything has to come together the way it's supposed to, and we're not gonna open our doors until everything is right. So right. um we're shooting for a summer, early summer. Um, so definitely look for us around that time. June, okay. July is, is where we're looking at. That's right. Got you. God willing. It will happen. Well, we Listen, we launched this part podcast many moons ago. So, <laughs> I mean, we had a whole launch date that just didn't didn't happen. Yeah, so it, it, it takes happened. time and you got to be patient with yes. the process. Mm-hmm. We are definitely learning uh, to be patient and, you know, to not to have any hard dates because, just yeah. don't know. Things happen and things come up. And be you have flexible. To just, you have to be mm-hmm. flexible. Otherwise, you will drive yourself crazy. But we will be open, and we look forward to having you all. Yeah. Uh, we got to do a little video for That, and I will car. be buying products yeah, products there. for sure. But yes, we have yes. to do, like, a little something. something. We'll do something. We'll yeah. get y'all some wigs. <laughs> y'all know I be. <laughs> I, 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 that's what? Braiding hair. Braiding hair. Oh, yes, for sure. I'm sorry. I, y'all. I'm I'm country. <laughs> it's okay, cousin. It's the, I mean I'm I'm it's the a whole CD co-host <laughs> from Pensacola. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, thank y'all both for sharing the story of Allure Beauty. Uh, we can't wait until the store opens, and we'll yeah. be here to celebrate. If thank you don't you. mind, cause I want to leave people with a little advice. 
What kind of advice you got? What kind of advice? Straight up. Let's, like, let's see, entrepreneurship let's is not a cop out. This ain't mm-hmm. easy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's gonna take you <laughs> to 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 work at five o'clock in the morning. Four thirty. If you're not willing to do that, four thirty, two thirty, whatever. I'm I'm I'm, I'm looking in the camera. <laughs> If you're not willing to do that, this is not for you. If you don't understand your numbers, this is not for you. If you're not willing to sacrifice, this is not for you. Keep your nine to five. <laughs> it's okay. It's nothing wrong with that. Don't let nobody fool you and tell you, oh, entrepreneurship is. No, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And we got two kids. It's hard. Very, very hard. Like, even after we get off this episode, I might do some more work tonight. What time is it? It's oh, midnight. I ain't got my watch on. It's uh, it's midnight. AM. Twelve twenty-two. It's hard. It's worth it, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. And if you don't understand your numbers, if you don't know where you're going, don't do this. Keep your nine to five. Be okay with it. It's cool. But understand, if you want to jump into this pool, you better be willing to jump in on the deep end. And if you're not doing that, don't don't jump in this side. That's real. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's definitely as you heard. It's twelve. It's midnight. It's, it's midnight. We working. <laughs> we we got to get up. Go to sleep. Okay. <laughs> it's all kind of struggles. Uh, but we thank you, yes. ladies, for having us. We're so proud of you guys. Oh, thank, of course. You. So thank you. Thank you. Thank so you. If people want to find you on social media, where can they find you? Yes. So our business Instagram Allure Beauty Supply. Instagram at Allure. That's E L O U R E Beauty Supply. Mm-hmm. And my personal Instagram is at Misi. Yup. So that's Misi, <laughs> M-E-C-I-E underscore Y, three U's, a P, underscore 32. <laughs> and whatever her Lord thing was, that's what it would be. Okay. But if y'all need an accountant, mm-hmm. y'all can find me at F-I-S-C-L-J-A-X. <laughs> Jacks, or y'all can go to uh, FISCLJAX.com. I'm an accountant, I've been doing it for like I said 11 plus years. Y'all need an accountant, bookkeeping, financial manager, or CFO? Mm-hmm. Y'all can find me, but Allure is my, my baby. Yes, D definitely keeps us in line with our numbers. Yeah, oh Lord. <laughs> but I'm, I'm grateful. Hard. Look, I'm hard. Yes. And I'm firm, but I'm fair. Yes. That's true. That's, That's what the And you have our best interests at heart. <laughs> Even when we don't want to do it and find the little receipt he asking for. You know. And D is actually very patient with us. Yeah. He's not as hard with us, at least, as he this. No, he's a little tough. <laughs> he had, yeah, and but mainly, yeah. he's pretty patient with yeah. us. So. Yeah, he's patient, but he's tough. He's yes, tough he can I'm be tough. tough. Mm-hmm. But we will have all of their information in the description box. Yeah. So, so thank you. With all that chit chatter, <laughs> hair, uh, accounting, right, entrepreneurship, right. don't do it. Right. <laughs> I'm not ready to jump in the deep end <laughs> and drown. Ah, the deep end. <laughs> Twelve feet. Oh boy, what so, are we drinking? Y'all, guess what? We found the secret.
We found the secret. If you are a mama or a woman in general and you are struggling with your libido, we have found the trick. She O has done the job. We have been more engaged intimately with our husbands. We have had all the fun. And when I tell y'all the fun, we have had the fun. And guess what? We don't have to put towards so much energy because this has done the trick. And if y'all don't believe us, check out the reviews. Yep. Like, and use code MAMA, all caps. For actually, order it today. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Today. today, and like I said, if you don't trust us, read the reviews. And so, <laughs> yes. this is Mama Juice. Mama Juice is my favorite segment of the show, where we have curated a drink that speaks to D'Angemisia, and this drink is called Building Assets, and it's obvious why. Y'all are building assets, yes, for your family. I'm building assets. You are. (laughs) You are building assets. So I asked Dee and Jamesia, well, I kind of knew what they like to drink, but Dee threw a curveball in there and said he actually likes to put a hint of lemonade in one of his drinks. So I was like, okay. So Devin and I were walking around Publix, and I said, ooh, this looks fun to try. So let me tell y'all what's in the drink. So it has one and a half ounces of bourbon. Three fresh basil leaves, a half an ounce of simple syrup, juice from a half of a lemon, and it's topped with sparkling Sicilian lemonade. It's good. Na- really Sicilian good. lemonade. Yes, and that's building assets. No, we are not the mafia. But (laughs) if you want the mocktail version of this drink, (laughs) you will have all of those ingredients minus the bourbon. And that is building assets. Love it. We're all it's building really assets. Good, y'all. It's very refreshing. It very My refreshing. type of drink. Got a little green in it. It's good. Y'all want to put y'all twist on it, put some cognac in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get, let's get to Mama's Corner. <laughs> Dee is giving us Jonathan and Jared right <laughs> now. He need a whole episode. I'm just with saying, that. man. <laughs> Look. Okay. So what Mama's is? Corner is hey, my hey. favorite segment of the show. Okay. This is our opportunity to connect with our guests and our listeners with a write in and ask for advice or give us a hack or ask us a question. We are no experts, okay? So don't sit here and say Devin and Kendra, D and Jamisia told y'all to do this. Now, if it worked, give us our credit. But if it doesn't, we say nothing. <laughs> okay? So we have somebody who wrote in. Thanks. I love when y'all write us in. So, Mama's Corner. Hey, Mamas. Hey. I love when hey. they greet us, too. It like, makes me so happy. Okay. I have a question for Devin. Oh, for real? Usually they have questions for Ken. Uh, okay. <laughs> what are they asking you to show? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm currently pregnant with my second child, and I'm feeling a bit anxious, okay? Um, I don't know if I'm going to love my babies the same. How do I get them in in and out of the car? Are these concerns valid? Thank you. Please keep going, ladies. I'm enjoying enjoying the diverse topics. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Um, So, Dee and Jamesia, y'all got two babies, so I'll let y'all answer her question. And then I'll add my two cents. Can you, can you, uh... So she wants to know if she's going to love both her babies the same. Um, how is she going to get them in and out of the car? And are her concerns valid? Okay. Mm. I, mean, I, I think those are valid concerns. Um, I think as a parent, when, you, when you've been used to having one child, you definitely wonder how you will split your time. I don't think I had a question about how I would split my love or affection. 
but definitely how to make sure that Nia, our oldest, still felt, you know, seen and we have that quality time with her while also caring for a newborn who obviously requires a lot of attention around the clock. But I think it... I think it's like your first baby. It comes naturally. I feel like once that second baby is here, it will just click. Um, I, I have no doubt that, you know, your love for her will be, or him or her, um, will be just as, you know, pronounced as it is for your oldest child. Um, getting two kids in, in and out of the car is a task, um, especially if you're by yourself. But Add an extra tw- <laughs> uh, 10 minutes. Yeah, it's not impossible. Um, I know with Nia, a lot of times now I do that door handle thing where I get her out of the car and I have her come stand next to me and she has to touch the door until I tell her I'm ready for us to move so that way she doesn't run away or do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so she responds to that pretty good. So you can try that depending on how old your oldest is. Um, yeah, one at a time. And I just call my husband for backup yeah. when, when I need <laughs> him. So. I didn't know about that door handle thing. <laughs> okay. Did you want to answer any yes, other part of no, her question? I didn't know. I didn't know about okay. that. I, so what do you I, do? I How you get the babies out the car? Oh, I tell Nia, you better stay right here. <laughs> no move. Dads are different. With <laughs> Y'all have Don't a different tone, right. and the kids do, listen. Do not they move. try to mama. Like you stay right here. If I can't see you, then we got an issue. Did you have any concerns about loving your children the same? Or if your heart was big enough? No, enough my for only two? concern was how much I was uh, going to sleep at night. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't have a concern about loving my children the same. Like, my concern was like, I got to go through this again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got to sleep. You know, I got to figure out, like, what time I'm wake up. Like, with Nia, <laughs> Nia was a little more, like, I knew, like, Nia was going to wake up about 3.30. Or she was going to wake up about 6.30. Mm-hmm. Naja, it's different. Mm-hmm. You know, every child Naja's is different. Every child is different. Naja, she gonna wake up. She might wake up at eleven thirty, and then go to sleep, and then wake up at one thirty. And but we have established uh, a a role where between. I think I'm not that lady's question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand that. But I, I mean, I get that. But like, it's going to fall into that, though. Okay. <laughs> Go I'm ahead okay. and finish. Go but ahead yeah, finish. like, you know, I'm saying, like, where 11 to 6, mm-hmm. I got her. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's easier. Because, I mean, that does help with your. Not love, but it helps with your... Bonding? The bonding. Yeah, that's the word. The bonding with the child. Just like, being able to rest, to have enough energy yeah. to take mm-hmm. care of. Because, I mean, it, that's a real thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. some people can't handle that. Right. That's fair. Very true. I'm some people. And I need my sleep. <laughs> yeah, Jared. <laughs> no, Jared's way better. So yeah. We be- way better parent <laughs> than me when it comes to working yeah, out. Yeah, Jonathan is the, is the parent that gets <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, but I, we knew I, that I, going in. Yeah, we knew overnight. that even at our baby shower, somebody asked, like, who's the parent getting up? Jared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but, I'm in my brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, I actually had those concerns of loving both my children the same. And I think because I had them 22 months apart. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like I got a chance to enjoy Drew truly. And because I found I was pregnant when I was what? When he was 14 months, I'm like, oh, no, another baby. And it was unexpected. So <laughs> it's not like we planned Jay out. Um, so I, w- I was really concerned about that. Um, but once Jay got here, I, all those feelings kind of went away. And like yeah. you said, it kind of goes like go mode. Um, car seats. Um, so now Drew is old enough to unbuckle himself. 
So I have him unbuckle himself, and then I have him stay out, stay in the car, and everybody gets out on Jay's side. Okay. So that way, Drew is not, and even though he's old enough to not run the street, and I never had that problem, knock on wood, right. um, but it's just easier for safety if somebody walk past and try to grab him, or I'm just more aware of my surroundings. So everyone stays in the car until Jay gets out, and then it's like, okay, I pick Jay up to get him out, and then Drew kind of hops out, holds my hand, and we're good to go. Um, so that system has really been working for us. Um, but I do like the door handle hand thing too. Um, I'm just very like scary. So even getting in the car, Drew would get in, climb in his car seat, buckle himself in, and then I'll get Jay in. So it's like one way in, one way out for everybody. And that seems to work. Oh, I like that one but way in. Yeah, yeah. And I make sure that Drew's door is locked because I'm scared. Somebody going, oh, yeah. I'm paranoid. Okay. Open the door and try to steal my baby. There's nothing but, wrong with that. So go ahead. What were you going to say? What's the young lady's name? Oh, we don't give names. Oh, we don't give no. names. No. Get you a pistol, baby. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great question. Y'all keep writing into Mama's Corner. We love, I definitely love it. And y'all know I try to match up the questions to our guests. I knew you were parents of two, and I wanted to hear your input about that. So we try to be strategic about Mama's Corner. Um. Yeah, so this is great. <laughs> it's okay. Stand in your truth. That's okay. That's all right. Look, look, yeah, look. it's okay. This is the real mama fight. Grab my child. <laughs> Y'all could be anywhere on your Thursday nights, and you are kicking it with us at the real mama pod. Yes. So, friend, where can they find us on the socials? They can find us wherever they like. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest, and we are at the real mama pod. If you are curious about my life, I'm at Kendra Ferg underscore on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And I'm Kendra Ferguson on Facebook. Okay. And I'm mainly on Instagram. You can follow me at devgrace underscore. Mm-hmm. Um, check out our website if you want to know more about us. Yes. If you want some mama merch, yes. out. we're in our sweatshirts today. Yes. But we have other things on there. We also have rich auntie merch. So check us out. Yes. Uh, you can reach us at www dot the real mama pod <laughs> dot com uh, yes and if you are listening to us of course we need your reviews rate subscribe yes. review us we are on all major platforms yes. and youtube please make sure you leave your review yes we've been working hard on our videos as you if you started with us from day one <laughs> you see it's just getting better with time so continue to be patient with us and we thank you. Yes. And one last thing. If you have something from Mama's Corner. Yes. <laughs> Please write my friend in Mama's Corner. Yes. You can write us at. Mama at the real mama pod dot com. Yep. That's it. All right. <laughs> Until, Until next, next time. time. Bye. Bye.